Welcome to another T-Rex Talk audio podcast version, and this is uh, the 100th episode. If you add up all of the YouTube live stream videos and you add up all of the audio-only podcasts, we have recorded 100 messages, which seems like uh, it seems like a lot. And as I predicted, we didn't do anything particularly special for this 100th episode. It's it's pretty normal. But I am very grateful for the fact that we have been able to make 100 episodes, and I'm really grateful for all the listeners. We're coming up on about half a million uh, podcast downloads and way, way, way more YouTube views. So that uh, is something that I am uh, incredibly grateful for. And that is partly why I want to talk about Thanksgiving in this episode, not just the holiday, which just happened, but the virtue of being thankful itself. We had a great Thanksgiving, and I have a whole bunch of other things that I am really thankful for that I want to talk about. But Thanksgiving as a virtue is something that is under attack, not just the holiday itself. Now, obviously, the holiday is under attack, uh, largely through historical revisionism, because the Puritans uh, must be redefined. They are kind of an inconvenient truth. And Thanksgiving in particular, the holiday that the Puritans organized, is just something that is not, uh, not helpful to the current narrative. Puritans are supposed to be these mean, cruel, powerful, miserable, stingy, dominating colonists that hate the brown people and are just over here to take away all of their stuff. But the fact is that the pilgrims that landed in Plymouth in 1620 uh, were families who landed in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong equipment after having been very wronged by a bunch of other people. And they had a really hard go of it. They had more than 50% fatality rate in the first winter. And they underwent just tremendous amounts of sickness and want and misery. And the first time they had any extra food, what they did is they shared it with as many people as they could in a great big happy feast of multicultural food and games. And they declared a day of thanksgiving to God with as many people as they could possibly get together. So, yeah, that, that kind of disproved the narrative. And regardless of what you think about the Puritans or those pilgrims uh, in particular or the founding of America— you have to admit that complaining is is kind of the order of the day. Uh, there is just kind of a sense of complaining that has dominated our culture. It's If the Christmas Carol were written today, it would be the opposite of what Charles Dickens wrote back in whatever year that was. The whole point of the Christmas Carol is that Ebenezer Scrooge is a very complainy, grumpy sort of man. Everybody else is celebrating Christmas and they're enjoying all the blessings of the season and the togetherness and the food and thinking back over what Christmas means. And he is this grumpy old guy who is too focused on the things of the world, too focused on his own personal self and his own personal stuff. And yet today, that is actually the correct answer to life. It is wise men of the world who say bah humbug, and it is the fools who say Merry Christmas. P.J. Work actually has a pretty good bit on this in uh, his book, All the Trouble in the World, where he points out that if you are complaining, you are proving to the world that you are concerned about things and you are a deep, serious thinker. But if you whistle and skip and thank God for small blessings, then you are a naive, clueless goofball. If you see somebody who is having a great day and he is uh, cheery because of something that's small and meaningless in his life, you can lean over and you can say, how can you be so flippant when there are starving children in Africa? And you have proved yourself to be the morally superior guy. You have proven yourself to be the serious thinker. 
And it's easier to complain than to be cheerful. It takes fewer muscles to be miserable than to be thankful. I'm sure that you've noticed that about yourself. I have definitely noticed that about myself, even today, which I'll get to a little bit later. But in 2021, I think that there is a thread of more than just uh, being a complainer, more than just being preoccupied with what is bad, but deliberate and very active ingratitude that is extremely destructive. And an example of this is a tweet from the official BLM Twitter that said on Thursday, you are eating dry turkey and overcooked stuffing on stolen land. I don't think that it was just something that was bugging a person at that exact moment. And because they were human and suffering human frailties, they just put it up on Twitter. That's actually like a far more aggressive statement. I doubt very much that the person who wrote that tweet was actually eating dry turkey and overcooked stuffing at that moment because they were probably inside of a gigantic multi-million dollar mansion in California. But I digress. There's something about this attitude that is more than just being mopey. It is trying to actually suck the joy and the gratitude out of other people's attempts to be thankful. Are you eating ethnic food? Then that's cultural appropriation. Are you eating non-ethnic food? Well, it's probably a symbol of whiteness. Do you have a lot of blessings that you're thankful for? Well, you should be ashamed of your privilege. Oh, do your neighbors have more blessings than you? Then you should hate them. Doug Wilson had a good quip about this. He said, the left is trying to make America ingrates again. And I think part of the reason for that is that there is, as you know, this very clear focus on victimization. Victimization is a very current trend. Your victimhood is something that you should cherish. And there's a massive problem with thankfulness in that case, because thankfulness actually destroys the grudges that victimhood creates. If you are thankful for anything that you have, even if your blessings are small, even if your blessings are tiny, then you are able to claw your way out of victim status. If you are thankful for things that you have been given, no matter how small, well, that kind of destroys the greed and covetousness that modern socialism really wants you to have deep down inside of your soul. Your blessings are supposed to be only used for showing how victimized you are, not showing how blessed you are. Your blessings exist only to be compared to other people's bigger blessings so that you can see how oppressive they are. And this isn't necessarily something that just the leftists do. I didn't bring up BLM just to focus on them specifically. There are a lot of modern conservatives and Republicans that have this kind of same attitude. Today's blessings are just so small and meaningless that the main reason we bring them up is to point out how much better things were in the past. The attitude is usually just to point out how terrible things are right now instead of focusing on the things that we could actually be grateful for even in the midst of, say, a crumbling economy. The insidious ungratefulness of the left is something that we can point out, not just to score against them, but so we can actually learn how to avoid that trait or those characteristics in ourselves. And we really, really need to do that. We need to be thankful, not just grudgingly because we're doing the opposite of what BLM is doing, but really, really honestly being thankful for what we have. False gratitude is just as bad as false humility or false piety, and it creates in a person the same bitterness and greed and hatred as ungratefulness eventually. The solution for all these things is true, actual, 
thankfulness and gratitude, because being thankful, honestly thankful for stuff, makes you value it. You, you actually value the things that you are thankful for. You don't just pretend to value them because the other side doesn't. If you don't value things that you've been given, whether it's your history, whether it's assets, whether it's your family, whether it's circumstances, whether it's experiences, you won't take care of them. You won't preserve them. You won't defend them. You won't build on them. You won't improve them, or you won't pass them on. Instead of being honestly thankful to our forefathers for the things that they built for us, uh, we're just glad that unemployment was better a few years ago because it helps out our pro-Trump argument that we're having at whatever moment. And I fall into this trap all the time. And I also fall into the trap of being grateful for things when it's convenient, when they're on my mind, when it is actually Thanksgiving and we are actually eating the food and we are actually reading about Miles Standish then yeah, I'm really, really grateful for the sacrifices and the effort that was put into founding this country and all of the blessings that have flowed out of that. And again, none of the people who were involved in any part of history have been perfect because, because they've all been people. But the blessings that have gone down through the generations because of their effort and their work and their sacrifices, it's very easy for us to be grateful for those things when we are directly thinking about them or directly experiencing those blessings, like eating a turkey. But then it's real easy to lose sight of that, even for me, moments later. So earlier today, we were out at the Centerville Town Square for the Christmas tree lighting. We were singing carols. We were having a wonderful time doing a whole bunch of different things in the different shops. There was food. There was storytelling. There was dancing. Um, and even in the midst of this, I started to get cold. I'd forgotten to eat lunch earlier. Surrounded by amazing people recounting amazing blessings preparing for Christmas after having just spent an amazing Thanksgiving with my family just a couple of days before, while the T-Rex Arms Black Friday sale was literally happening at that exact moment, and sales were going really well, and my children were having a tremendous time selling Christmas cards and eating candy canes that random passersby kept giving them when I wasn't paying attention, I was letting my cold feet get to me, and I was letting my thankfulness and my gratitude that I had been thinking about because I specifically was working on the outline for this very podcast uh, right before going out to the square. I let all of that slip away just because my feet were cold. Like I said earlier, it really is easier to be miserable than to be thankful. It takes a lot fewer muscles to complain <laughs> than to be cheerful and happy, and honestly thank the Lord for the circumstances that you are in. And it would have been really easy to take this Christmas on the Square event and just turn it into another thing where, yes, we're grateful that uh, businesses are still in business. Yes, we're grateful that the Christmas tree looks nice. Yes, we're grateful that more people showed up this year than last year, and that was kind of a win for the event. But what I needed to do, and I think what all of us really need to work on doing, is to be honestly thankful for what really matters, the people who are there, the lives of the people who came before us to build that town, the lives of the people who were there right at that moment, trying to hang on to what's important in life and pass it along to their children, the people who want to actually physically construct something on that little town square, the people who want to 
communicate ideology and communicate religion and truth in the gospel through Christmas carols and remind people what Christmas actually is all about. That is something that I'm tremendously thankful and tremendously grateful for, even though it's easy to lose sight of. There will always be hardships and there will always be enemies. This is going to be true in every circumstance. There is no circumstance so great that there won't be starving children in Africa or Asia or North America. There aren't going to be historical heroes that are so great that they never made any mistakes. There aren't going to be Thanksgiving dinners that are so perfect that even part of the turkey isn't a little bit dry. And the harder you work to be thankful, to be chipper and to be cheerful and to pass on the important historical lessons that are politically incorrect now, the angrier your political opponents will be. There will always be legitimate complaints to make at almost any time about almost anything. And yet, at the same time, there will always be blessings constantly. Right now, in the midst of all of the hardships that you are facing, you nevertheless have things that you should be thankful for. At this very moment, there are Christian prisoners being tortured for their faiths who are finding things to praise God for. The way that we recognize and make those legitimate complaints about true injustices without allowing them to turn into soul-destroying bitternesses is by focusing on the blessings and being truly thankful for those things, even in the midst of the trials and the difficulties. Even though my feet were cold, I was drinking hot cider. Even though the EQ wasn't great on the PA system, I was listening to great music. Even though my children were running around and eating too many candy canes, I have a great family. And even though the people listening to this podcast can assume that I'm some kind of naive Pollyanna Jimmy Stewart character, you know I'm right. And even though the pilgrims that came to Plymouth Rock were imperfect people who created the foundation for a nation that has done a lot of terrible things, they nevertheless built a foundation that allowed for tremendous blessings. One of the most important aspects of which was their attitude toward thanksgiving. That even in the midst of hardship and privation and sickness and even death, they could still find blessings to share with others and they could still find gratitude in their hearts. They still thanked God for what they had been given, what they had been allowed to do, and they were even grateful to their political enemies that had pushed them into this very difficult position that nevertheless allowed them to build and construct something powerful and beneficial. It's a tremendous example that I need to learn a lot more from. I know that the holiday of Thanksgiving is over, but as we close out the year, I want us to reflect on it. And I want you guys to know how grateful I am for a tremendous year. It has been a mix of difficult and painful things, but in all of them, there have been tremendous blessings. I want to thank you guys specifically for what you have done for helping us to continue to build T-Rex as a company, but also to build things like our YouTube channel and our newsletter and our podcast, our ability to do more and reach more people with messages that you guys have done to help us to be better equipped to equip other people. I'm really thankful for everybody working at T-Rex who has allowed us to raise our game to the point where We've actually been able to accomplish some of the things that we had on our list of goals for the year. 
I'm very thankful for my brothers who have been such an incredible part of what T-Rex has become. And I want to thank my parents for so much of the instruction and teaching that has really enabled us to accomplish some of the goals that you guys are seeing. And there's a ton of stuff that I'm thankful for outside of T-Rex, stuff in my family, stuff in my church. But because this is a T-Rex podcast, I'm mostly focused on the stuff that you guys have been watching and paying close attention to for a while. I am so thankful for everything that we have been able to do together as a company. And ultimately, I'm really thankful to the Lord, because if it weren't for him establishing this house, we would be laboring in vain. And that's really where I want to end this podcast, as important as it is for thanking the people who have physically helped with the things that we are working on, the ancestors who came before and laid the groundwork for things that we are enjoying and experiencing, the people who planted the trees that are bearing the fruit that we're enjoying, so to speak. We cannot lose sight of the fact that it is God who really is the author of all of our blessings. And this idea of thankfulness as a really important virtue, as a really important aspect uh, of our lives is something that comes from Scripture. Ephesians 5.20 talks about always giving thanks and for everything giving thanks. That's something that I am aspiring to do more of. I want you guys to give some thoughts to the rest of the year. Ways that you can really pick out the things that you are grateful for, the things that you want to take care of, the things that you want to defend, the things that you want to build on, the things that you want to be improving, and the things that you want to pass on to other people. Those are the things that you should thank either the people who gave them to you directly, the people who put those foundations in place for you to receive and have those things, and ultimately the God that gave them to you. Not just because gratitude is the antidote for bitterness and victimhood in other people, but it's the antidote for those things in ourselves as well. It's what sets us up to be better prepared to build upon and improve upon and pass on those blessings, but also to communicate them to other people. After all, just think about my Saturday evening and how much more enjoyable it would have been for me and how much more encouraging I would have been as a person if I had been focused on the wonderful food and the wonderful people and the community conversation and hearing about how other folks were doing and singing Christmas carols and being reminded of what Christmas is for and watching the Christmas lights than, you know, the distraction of the cold feet. In the same way that focusing on misery and victimhood changes everything, so does focusing on blessings and on gratitude. 